yeah, I think it's relationship building. And if you build a personal brand, it will be much, much easier for you to do a job. Example, I was last week at some like business event and then I just walked like through the door and everybody was like, hey, Yelena, how are you? How are things? So I didn't have to uh, approach people, introduce myself. They would approach me. And then it's much easier to sell anything. Landing a great job opportunity is sometimes very challenging. Breaking into tech and getting hired as a sales rep can be even harder. When I was applying to my first sales jobs, I also struggled with the unknown. What to expect, what the tech industry was like, and how do I break in? After years of being an SDR myself, I've decided to build something I wish I had in the beginning. My name is Stefan, and in the SDR Hire podcast, I interview successful SDRs and salespeople who share their stories straight from the trenches. Learn how they got their first job offers, how they succeed every day in their roles, and what makes them stand out in their organizations. We all have what it takes. We just need someone to remind us of the opportunity and give us a better chance for success. Let's get your next SDR gig. Yelena, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So uh, I usually kick things off in these episodes with just asking how did you come across sales how did you end up in tech sales and how did your career start so i actually started my sales journey when i was a kid uh, so i lived in like small town in serbia uh, and my parents were not uh, really rich so my mom was a nurse and then my my dad was a construction worker uh, so um, I always tried to help them uh, to earn more money and this is how I started selling like stuff around the house that uh, we didn't use um, and uh, because I, I couldn't do it because I was still young I would create a profile in my mom's name and like I would ask for 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 her ID can I create profile and, she's, and she was like what do you need that for like what are you doing she was a little bit paranoid but yeah she let me do that and um, this is how I actually started and this is where I noticed that okay this this might be a career at some point but I didn't know yet because yeah I was like 10 years old um, and later when I joined the university uh, I actually uh, in the high school I was uh, deciding uh, should I go in like do software development or like management and because and I was really right yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was really introverted and I, I was like, okay, if I go in the software development um, studies, I will be even more introverted and it will not help me at all. So I decided to go to, to management. And in my first year, I joined the uh, international student organization. And then over a period of three years, I pe became the president and- Which one? Uh, Esteem. It's called the team. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
uh, is similar to Isaac. So Isaac is more like bigger one and popular. Um, and there I, I actually did a business de development job without even knowing it. So I would call companies and then ask them um, to give us like uh, 1000 euros for like a sponsorship for, for the events. Um, and then I think I, I uh, made a list of all the companies in Serbia that was that were like having management like internships uh, and call them and just um, try to get uh, money from them so this is this is my beginnings of like sales that's really awesome uh, it's funny because that's actually how i started in sales as well i've i've even forgotten about it uh it's a similar story i um, joined uh, a student organization at my faculty and started calling up and sending emails to i don't know like the biggest retail companies or whatever, trying to get them on board to give us either natural product, like natural sponsorships or rather like products and stuff, or just get them to give us money, um, which was, which was fun. And at some point I also realized, well, hold on, isn't this like sales or, or something like that? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's, it's very interesting. So what, uh, what faculty was that? Uh, it was faculty of technical science, uh, in, in Novi Sad in Serbia. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, cool. Nice. And um, how did you kind of transition towards like what happened later? What happened after the, the faculty? How did you end up in, in this ecosystem of IT and, and tech and tech sales eventually? So in, in Serbia, business development was a new, new term. So when mm -hmm. I started, uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't know what that means. And I was actually doing an internship uh, in Graz. Uh, I got the internship with the Isaac and um, I was doing, it was for a startup and I was doing their like sales and marketing strategy without even like any previous knowledge. So it was successful. And then uh, I noticed the there was a job uh, I think it was on Facebook from, from one company, a uh, big company, tech company in Serbia. It's called Vega IT. And I applied to that and I was like, uh, there is no way I will get, get the, the job. But like in period of one week, I got the, like went through all the interviews, got the job and then come back to, to Serbia. So this is how I actually started. It was an accident actually. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't plan for that to happen. I didn't know it was it was going to be tech, but I got the job and I really loved it. Um, I, I found that this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life and that this, this is my passion. And then I just started reading all the books, sort of articles, following all the influencers on LinkedIn and until I learned how to do it correctly. Gotcha. So that's Vega IT. Yeah. Gotcha. How did the, what did the, the interview process look like over there? So you applied mm -hmm. or did they headhunt you? Uh, so I applied. It was uh, um, like I saw the job ad on, on like Facebook. I, I think it was Facebook. And then uh, I had an interview with the, first with the HR. So they uh, went through my CV. I sent the CV and the motivational letter. Uh, I got the email that like I am going to the next next round. And then there was an interview with the HR where they, where they would just 
um, ask me some general questions, so not about the role, um, to see if, they, if I fit in their culture. And after that, I had an interview with um, head of marketing and uh, she, she was also head of uh, business development because that was a new team. Uh, and I was a first hire, so I had an interview with her, uh, and uh, th th that was more like specific questions about the role. Uh, after that, they sent me the task, uh, so I had, uh, I think, one week to uh, find leads on LinkedIn, and then um, think about, like, what would be the outreach message, uh, how would I approach them? Uh, how would I sell? And um, after that task, it was the, after that was like the last round, I think. And uh, it was an interview with the CEO of the company. Very cool. And you mentioned it took them a week to send you an offer letter. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very quick turnaround. Yeah, but it was in time of COVID. Uh, so everything ah. was online and it was much easier. I didn't have to go to the, the office. To the office. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so you were there for almost two years, right? Uh, yes, almost two years. Gotcha. And then afterwards you started at Symphony, is that correct? Yes. Uh, gotcha. So uh, I started at Symphony. Symphony uh, is doing the similar thing. So it's also um, like... A, um, software development company. Uh, we we have uh, more than 600 developers now, and then uh, we uh, rent out those developers to uh, other companies in Europe or in U in the USA that need like something uh, to, to to be developed. So the similar thing that Vega does. So it was an easy transition because I was already in the industry. I already know how to sell those uh, those kind of services uh, so uh, and I learned here and I think this is really important for anyone who wants to do this job or like thinks about okay how can I improve and, and get better um, I think like if you're a developer right so you learn one technology and then um, if you want to get better and go like to a bigger salary whatever you can do two, two things you can uh, really uh, do things faster and better to write a better code or you can learn another language so it seems in in sales right so mm -hmm. i think the people make mistakes when they transition from uh, one industry where they got already connections and experience to a totally new industry where they don't know anyone and then it's like beginning from 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 the beginning you're you're like new in all of that so you have some basic skills but you're starting from the scratch so uh if you want to do sales and like get better try to focus at uh, on one industry for a while so let's say five six years um, and then if you want to change company, try to go to similar industries. Don't go like from, I don't know, health tech to like uh, venture capital. So it, it doesn't make sense. Gotcha. Mm, that's an interesting point of view. I, I like it. Um, and I think it's more applicable to kind of this region because, for example, um, like software companies, especially in the West, they are usually like the the sales development, business development process is usually very scalable. Meaning, like there's 
a specific set of activities that you do and you win at them and it doesn't really matter as much if you have that experience from the same industry whereas yeah. i think this is more of a services yeah thing as well as um you know the geography thing but i'm curious to to hear your uh, your attitude so about I that think, as well. yeah i think it doesn't depend on that it depends uh, on what kind of sales are you doing? So are you doing this like outreach activities and really uh, getting like having KPIs and having numbers that you need to like uh, go through and um, get as many people as possible to scale your product or service? Or are you doing relationship-based selling? Because when you do a relationship-based selling, you can sell on a, with a higher price. Right. So usually the first model is uh, with the SaaS companies because yeah. they have subscriptions that are like $30, $40, $50, really cheap things like in business uh, world. And then uh, the, it's just game of numbers. So you just need to get in front uh, a lot of people and talk with a lot of people and then like if you talk with uh, I don't know 100 people you need 10 people as a as a customer to scale business but if you are selling something that is like 30,000 euros starting price you cannot do it like that you cannot do call calling and say hey I want to sell you something for 30,000 euros uh, would you be open to talk about it? Everybody would say no. So you need to build a relationship. Like you need to go to conferences, you need to have coffee with these people. And to do that, to build a relationship, it takes years and years. So you cannot use the same model of sales. So you need to modify that based on what you are selling and what, uh, on what price level are you selling. Gotcha. Okay, speaking of that of that subject, um, I'm very curious to to understand what is your target audience here uh, at, at Symphony. Um, mm -hmm. Meaning, like, you know, are you selling to enterprise space, mid market, and like, what's your kind of uh, sales cycle length? So you mentioned, you know, building those relationships. It takes really a long time. Um, mm -hmm. What you know, what does the average sales cycle look like? So it really depends because we have a lot of uh, services that we can offer. Um, we can just like rent developers or we can do whole product development team. So uh, there are a lot of things that um, impact this, but it can, for some deals, it takes month, one month and for some deals, it takes a year. So then it depends, yeah. So we have customers that are startups. Uh, so maybe just one or two people having an idea and need to build an MVP. Or we have really big 
corporations. Um, now, they're under the NDA, so I cannot share them, but uh, yeah, it's the companies that everybody knows about. Uh, so uh, for those companies, it takes longer to sell and it takes longer to build a relationship. Yeah, which makes which makes a lot of sense. All right, okay, and um, so when we're we're at at, at Symphony, um, what did the interview process look like over there? Like, was it similar to how it was back at Vega, or did it differ in any way? By the way, did they headhunt you, or did you apply? Oh, so it was an interesting situation. I think really unique. Um, so. Uh, uh, I noticed that in the previous company, I um, went like I I learned everything that I could learn. So I wanted to move on, and I communicated to my manager, and there there she was fine uh, with it, and she said, "Okay, you can you can stay here until you find something better." So really, really good relationship, uh, yes. and I'm really thankful for that. And then um, I was asking around the city, what, what is the best company to work for, like in the IT? And everybody told, was telling me Symphony. I actually found a recruiter agency uh, on LinkedIn that was working with Symphony and sent them a message and said, I want to work for Symphony. How can I do that? And she set up an interview immediately. So there was open position for like, uh, business development manager, which is uh, above my my level, and she said we don't have like open position, but um, we like this is above your level, but we can give you a lower position. So there wasn't even an opening <laughs> for this job, um, and then they set up an interview. It was also really quick. I think like two weeks um, and similar. Yeah, I had an inter interview with HR and then uh, with uh, like a sales manager and then with the CEO. So also like three interviews. That's a fun story. Um, and I love hearing these, um, these stories where people just go out there and make opportunities for themselves. I'm all about that. I constantly talk about those things on LinkedIn and I think you just showed how you create an opportunity for yourself. Yeah. You just found a company that you loved. You yeah. found a way to get inside and they liked you so much that they actually invented a position, even though it wasn't really open. So, I mean, kudos to you. That's a really cool story and a very strong message to how people can achieve whatever they set their minds to, yeah. even though it does sound like a cliche, but yeah. um, in your case, it's it's just uh, but proof. My, my, my thought process at that time was like, okay, what is my job? So my job is to find clients, right? So what I what if I implement the same strategy on myself? Like exactly. how good if I'm not a good salesperson if I cannot get a sales job that I want. So that was the whole thoughts be behind what I did. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's really it must have been fun. So you've been there for a year. How has it been? Has it kind of um reached your expectations? Is it anywhere above, below? Like um what does your day-to-day -day look like? 
so uh, I really love to do to work here, and I think because I I'm located in Serbia, I'm like in Balkan, it's really hard to uh, um, work with people who were like ex McKinsey employees, ex Google employees, um, like all ex Apple employees of all of these big companies. Uh, me personally uh, would never like if I did sales for another company, I would never have a chance to meet those kind of people. So uh, I think it's really great, great opportunity, and I really love it here. Uh, now uh, it's maybe different for from like how we sell in um, uh, SaaS companies. What I mentioned is like because we do this like relationship based selling because you need it for service companies, and then um, we have this luck that our um, a CEO has finished Stanford University MBA studies, and then uh, he knows a lot of people, uh, like people you read in Forbes magazine, like he's friends with them. Uh, so um, it's more like a support role for him than it's uh, that than that I am doing like active outreach uh, to 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 com companies. So I think it's. Uh, easier way to do selling right but it's still like there is still a lot of work to do of course of course and uh, i really love how you made um the the point how different SaaS and services uh, really are and from my experience as well i've always had trouble selling through outbound selling services it's really mm -hmm. more, a lot more challenging compared yeah. to selling SaaS. SaaS really solves a very, very specific problem, and you can really talk to that problem and help, uh, you know, prospects understand yeah. what the problem, uh, what what the problem is, and how they might solve it. On the other hand, with services, and I really love how you guys are doing that um, through. I think you phrased it relationship. Uh, sales, relationship-based selling, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a book. Um, uh, there is a book on that by Daley Carnegie. So okay. it's how to win friends and influence people, and there are spin-offs about sales also. Very nice. A oh, very famous book. But I'm gonna link it down. Although I don't have any affiliates, um, I'm gonna link it down for any, anyone who wants to uh, read it. So anyway, like um, the point is. Uh, services are easier to sell through relationships, at least from my experience, and and it seems like uh, like that's the the case here as well. Through relationships, through um, referrals, through branding, uh, through all that good stuff, opposed to, for example, SaaS, which is a lot easier to do with uh, outbound sales. Okay, awesome. I mean, I, I love this topic. Um, with SaaS, also, I just want to add, you have a free yeah. trial usually, so you just you, you are not selling them. You're just saying, okay, do you want to like try our product for 14 days? And like, it's, th this is why it's easy because you're not asking them directly for a lot of money. Yeah. I wouldn't say easy. I would say easier, but I, yeah. I get your point. You're right. You're right. I think so too.
cool. Um, okay, so what what do you think? Like, what would you uh, say is the one thing that is making you successful? Well, definitely, I think the the people working in business development or sales need to be curious and need to learn constantly. Um, if you learn some new skill, you always need to question it. Am I doing this right? Can I, can I do this better? And also, um, people, what I am like getting like comments is like, oh, what do you do? You just post on LinkedIn and talk with people and just have meetings. Uh, it's it's not like that. This is like it's hard uh, because you need to. I, I organize my whole personal life around this job, right? So you need to go to a gym so you can be healthy and like have energy. You need to eat well. Um, you need to sleep well. So you need to have eight hours of sleep. So you really need to be like um, uh, as much perfect human as possible, right? You need to take care of how you look. Uh, what, how do you dress? Because all of these things um, affect how you sell also. So um, at the end, I think there are a lot of studies that say that um, the person decides in, in, few, uh, in a few seconds when they see you, will, will they buy from you or not? So you really need to invest a lot of time. And I also invest a lot of money in myself. So go, I go to gym. I have a personal trainer. Uh, I also do a psychotherapy. So because sometimes I feel bad and then I need um, like uh, to discuss that with on the re on the reasonable level with with somebody. Um, then I also have coaches so um, who correct my like how I speak, uh, uh, how I dress, how I like position my hands, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's the difference between uh, somebody who just do this job to get money and like. Uh, puts the laptop at 5 uh, p.m. and just go go and watch TV, for example. Yeah, gotcha. It really sounds like you're very passionate about what you do. Yeah, <laughs> That's, that, that is also a, a huge factor, yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Okay, is there is there anything that you dislike? Like, is there any, anything you hate about being a business development person? Or in general, uh, like this space? For me, uh, especially because I'm a woman, uh, it's hard. You need to be without emotions. You cannot get upset when some when you lose a deal or when your client doesn't answer you. You cannot take that personally. Um, and I think that's the hardest part uh, because I, I am more more emotional person, and then uh, it takes me some time to to. Um, bring uh, my thoughts on like rational level and say, okay, um, it's not a big deal. Uh, just like move forward and uh, talk with um, like some other people and then you will find some deal that, that will work. Uh, and if you're a CEO, I think you struggle with the same problem. Uh, so um, you need to be really emotionally uh, mature and like uh, tough to do this job and yeah. this is something that I'm still learning how to do no fair enough obviously have you ever had 
um, times when you're like very down and you know you're kind of doubting whether you're doing the right thing thing or not is this for you like can you can you give an example whether if you if you had uh, something like this in in your career so far I'm having these thoughts like every month I think um yeah I think because like of how much of the like time it takes from my personal life um and how much you need to be mentally invested invested in this job uh, I never thought about oh is this job for me uh I was just like more sorry in a way why do everything else needs to suffer uh like especially again because i'm a like a woman uh and then like why my like personal relationships need to suffer because of this because i think for me the biggest struggle is uh, you notice some patterns in how people behave and then you just get bored of them and, and you don't want to like speak with them and just ignore them and just want to be alone so I think that's that's like the the trigger point for me so like do how do I control that it, it, it was never uh do I want to do this job or not it's just like how do I make uh this job not affect my personal life so much and can you can you teach us what's the answer <laughs> Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> I didn't ma master master to do that. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um. So, what are your next career steps? Like, where do you see yourself going forward? Oh, that that's a good question. That's something that I'm actually been thinking a lot past few weeks. So, um, definitely, I don't see myself staying in like Balkan area um, just because uh, I like more this relationship-based selling than like just cold calling and cold emails um, and uh, for me I think it's hard to do to sell like that uh, from Balkan so sales from just to someone from USA or from like um, Germany or like uh, I don't know UK so I definitely want to stay and do this job but I'm not sure that for a long run let's say a, a 10 years period it, it would be um, I could grow that much if I stay here so probably we'll move to some uh, another like European country gotcha well those are very bold uh, plans to have i congratulate you and for example one thing that i heard recently is like um you can uh, one guy said this uh, i think it was alex hormozy uh, mm -hmm. he says something like um you can um like probably guess somebody's level of success by the time frames they think in and for example, the smaller the time frame, the less successful you can be. And so very successful people think in like years and, and you know, decades rather than in months and quarters and weeks and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. So um, maybe that's just a foreshadowing of, of your successful future. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. Oh, no, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it sounds like you uh, have a good feeling of what you are supposed to do to get yeah. to where you kind of want to be it's just i guess 
a thing of figuring out what are those exact places and then yeah. you know just the cards will open open up by themselves yeah yeah you said that really good yeah you you it's like the perfect summary cool okay um what would you what would you uh send as a message to our next guest without them know uh without even knowing who they are okay so i think uh you should never give up and you should uh just keep showing up every day and giving 100% because the key to a successful career, a successful job, a successful like muscle building in a gym is like consistency. And the difference between the successful people and unsuccessful people is not that they are smarter, it's just they show up every day and are consistent um, and uh, pursue their, their goal like and do actions every day. I love it. I love it. That's a really strong message. And we keep seeing that the most successful salespeople have the same trait, which is basically the grit, determination and consistency. I kind of see them as the same thing, uh, just in a different, from different perspective. But um, uh, I love your point of view and your message. Um, let's go into the rapid questions part uh, and mm -hmm. then we can wrap it. That cool? Okay. Okay. So what do you think is the best uh, sales learning resource? Hmm. Um, I would say um, there are few. So books, like sales books, and then you need to try, there are different tactics. Um, so try all of them until you find the one that works for you. Join like a community where our salespeople like SDR Nation and RevGen, I think it's called. Um, and you will find really cool stuff there and like new ideas. And then also listen to, to the podcasts of like uh, salespeople or like CEOs or whoever is your target audience. So you can- Kind of like this. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like <laughs> this, yeah. Awesome. What is the best SDR skill? And I would answer it on your behalf that I think it's um, relationship building, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you do your own. Yeah, I think it's relationship building. And if you build a personal brand, it will be much, much easier for you to do a job. Example, I was last week at the, some like business event and then I just walked like through the door and everybody was like, hey, Yelena, how are you? How are things? So I didn't have to uh, approach people, introduce myself. They would approach me and then it's much easier to, to sell anything. Yeah, because you're uh, starting off with building a relationship rather than having to pitch to sell 